guys, what is up? It's Kim. Welcome back to another episode of the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast, a podcast created for women where no topic is off limits. Hope you're having a great day. I've been thinking a lot about you guys lately, and I wanted to first say that I'm so grateful for all of you and also grateful for the wonderful feedback from last week's episode where I chatted about giving up and getting yourself motivated again. It was comforting to know that I'm not alone and feeling this way every now and then, and I love knowing that this episode resonated with so many of you guys. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go check it out. Uh, I spent this past week in California visiting my mom, which I'll tell you more about during the catch up with Kim portion of this episode, but it was nice to have a little bit of time outside of the city to disconnect and spend some much needed time with my family, but I am now back in Austin. I'm ready to jump back into everything. I have several projects I'm working on, a few fun events coming up, and Lots and lots of other things coming up that I am so excited about and I will definitely keep you guys updated on. That all said, in today's episode and with Halloween sneaking up on us, like truly how is Halloween next week? I am, my mind's blown. Anyways, with Halloween sneaking up on us, I wanted to get us in the spirit during today's episode by answering some spooky season related questions that were submitted by some of my amazing listeners and followers. Along with those questions, I'll be sharing some fun stories, some trendy costume and cute fall date ideas and more. If you enjoy today's episode, make sure to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple podcasts. After listening, leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Fun fact, you have to listen to a full episode at least once to be able to write that uh, write that review. So if you've been listening for a while, you do have access to that feature now. I know some people were a little confused how to do so. So you'll just go to my podcast profile on podcast, on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to where you see people's written reviews, and then you'll click that write a review button yourself. So Let me know if you need any help with that. I love all the reviews I've been getting lately. You guys are wonderful. I love you so much. Uh, Make sure to also follow the pod on Instagram at my lips aren't sealed podcast for exclusive updates, giveaways, and sneak peeks. And quick note, in celebration of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, This month, I'm donating 50% of all of my affiliate commissions to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. If you'd like to shop any of my affiliate items, and if you don't know what that means, basically, if I post the dress I'm wearing on my Instagram stories and I say, hey, shop this look, that's an affiliate link. I normally get a small commission off any sale made from those links. So this month, 50% of all of my commissions are going to that foundation. So you can find those links um, in my Amazon storefront and in my like to know it page. And I will link both of those in the show notes of today's episode. So if you're wanting to do any shopping, now is the time to do so. Go check it out. Now we are going to jump on into Catch Up with Kim. So you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? As I mentioned, I am back in Austin. I spent most of last week visiting my mom in Northern California and it was a wonderful time. 
as many of you know, my mom is battling cancer and it was a pretty emotional week because seeing my mom, you know, in high spirits, but not in as great of a physical condition as, as she's been in the past when I've seen her, it's really hard because I know in her mind, like she's like, I'm going to beat this. I'm doing great. But there are physical things that my sister and I noticed that, um, just it, it hurts. And I, I just have so much empathy and love for anybody going through cancer, but seeing your own family member, my mom, like she has always been the strongest person in my life. That mama bear that just was always so protective of her children. And now she's a little more, um, vulnerable and, you know, she can't walk very long distances. We did about one small activity a day. And by activity, I mean like we went to Jamba Juice or we went to the grocery store. Like that was our outing for the day. And in no way, shape or form am I complaining. Like I'm just explaining how our days were. And my mom's young. She's 51. And to not be able to, to, you know, expend energy like a normal 51 year old, I can only imagine uh, how hard that is for her. And so I love that my sister and I and Louie, we were all able to fly back home, spend the week with her. Did we do much? No. But was it worth every second and every penny? Absolutely. Um, I loved being being with her and making her laugh. And we had a really good time. We made friendship bracelets. We watched some good TV shows. We watched this one show. It is called Fleabag. It's on Amazon Prime. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> watch it. It is like it's the strangest humor and, but it's so funny. Like I was hysterically laughing the whole time. Uh, the main character in the show breaks that fourth wall. So she talks to you as you're watching the show and then goes back into the scene. It's very funny. Definitely not a show that you should watch with children, but, uh, it's a good show for us older folk and mommies. Like it is, I got a kick out of it. So we watched that, um, and just hung out. It was really nice. Going back to Louie, so yes, my Pomeranian Louie traveled with us to Northern California, and let me just say, he was the most perfect traveler ever, and I don't know if he sensed our stress or our our emotions, you know, animals are all so intuitive of our feelings, but he was just such a calming presence, and usually he has a little bit of anxiety with flying, but he was perfect, like truly amazing, and uh, it just made me really happy to see how much joy he brought to my mom's face and our my dog and her dog played together and it was it was adorable. So we spent the week with my mom. Friday night, uh, we ended up staying at my sis- my sister's best friend's place because she lives closer to the Sacramento airport. So we stayed at her place and Friday night we had to drop off our rental car. So we stayed at her place and. Uh, we decided we're going to go out in our hometown. Now, (laughs) let me just say, if you have ever gone out in your hometown, it just, it's really eye-opening and it makes you remember, this is why I left. This is why I left my hometown. Um, The dating options in Sacramento are so limited. uh, And I'm not trying to be shallow. Like there was just simply no attractive men whether the men were my type or not, none of us thought a single man out 
that night was attractive. It was mind-blowing. And also like a very dead bar scene for it being a Friday night in downtown. All the bars were pretty empty. And comparing that to Austin where nightlife is booming and there's always something to do and always crowds everywhere. Um, so for some people, they probably enjoy the the less crowds and the more intimate settings. I guess I'm just more acclimated now to the, the crazier nightlife, but it was, it was pretty depressing. I mean, I loved spending time with my sister's friends and we had a good night out, of course, because it's always a fun time with, with those ladies. But uh, it definitely showed me I'm not missing out on my hometown. <laughs> so that was Friday night. We flew back to Austin uh, Saturday, had some flight delays, and it was just a long travel day. We were exhausted. Um, but overall, it was worth it. Oh, something I just uh, remembered, too. And we are in Sacramento, and this is one of the, uh, I guess you could say perks. I don't know if that's the right word. But whenever I'm in my hometown, that is when I tend to get recognized from the TV show the most. And so I got to meet some fans of the show who recognized me while I was out with uh, my family. And it was so, so sweet. They came up to me and (laughs) the lady was like, are you Kim? Like, I I thought it was you because I recognized your hair and the Pomeranian. And I, and I thought, oh, it has to be her. And it was just, it was really sweet. We had a great conversation. Uh, shit talked a few, uh, bad people from my past. It was a great time, but yeah, pros of being back home, being with my mom, seeing, uh, some fans and just being in cooler weather too. Uh, Austin's just been so hot still, uh, cons, that nightlife and then seeing my mom not doing so great anyways back to the rest of catch up with Kim something I wanted to point out uh, and something I questioned while I was in my hometown my one year anniversary of being sober is Halloween so October 31st this year October 31st last year was the last time I drank alcohol while I was in my hometown though and I don't know if it was just because of I was because of being in my hometown, but I definitely felt the urge to drink alcohol. And I haven't really felt that way, especially the past six months. I mean, the first few months, it was hard to adjust to this new lifestyle, but now it's just kind of how I am and I feel great. But I was definitely tempted to start drinking again over this past weekend. And now I'm questioning, should I start bringing alcohol back into my lifestyle? Should I continue on my sober journey? I'm just kind of contemplating that right now because hitting that year milestone is, is amazing. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, do I want to start drinking again? Or do I even need to, you know? So if you are in that, that boat, you know, I never relied on alcohol on a, on a daily basis. I definitely, I was not an alcoholic. I just found myself drinking a lot after moving to Austin and partying a lot and it just wasn't good for my mental health, which is why I stopped drinking in the first place. Now I feel like my mental health is in a better place and I do have some FOMO when I'm out in these situations and everybody's drinking and having a good time. And I have a few like weddings and bachelorette parties coming up next year. And I'm thinking now, like, am I not, am I going to want to be sober during those? I don't know, but that's that's on my mind lately. Being in the hometown <laughs> made me feel like uh, taking a few shots of vodka, but I'm back now feeling very productive and motivated. And last thing, if you guys haven't 
yet checked out my reel that I posted on Instagram, you have to check it out. It's for Rent the Runway, that partnership I mentioned to you guys last week. And I put together a cute fashion reel where you guys pick your favorite outfits. And I love engaging with you guys in that way. It's really cool to see how much uh, engagement I do get on those sorts of posts. I think I've finally found what my followers really enjoy seeing. So go check it out. Let me know which outfit is your fave. And if you're not already following me on my personal Instagram, go check it out at Kimberly Cobb. That wraps up Catch Up With Kim. And now I'm going to share with you guys my pick of the week. Oh my God. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Thanks. Just it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I have two picks this week that I want to share with you guys. One is a movie and one is a book. So the first one is the movie Totally Killer. It's on Amazon Prime. As you can tell, I've been watching a lot of Prime content lately. But this is a perfect movie to watch during spooky season. Uh, Let me read you the description in case you haven't heard of it just yet. So here's the description. The story follows Jamie, who after her mother is murdered by the same sweet 16 killer who went on a murder spree 35 years earlier, travels back in time to 1987, where she pairs up with her mother to catch the killer during his original spree and return to her timeline before she's trapped in the past forever. (sighs) Hopefully that makes sense. But as you can tell, it's a time travel movie goes back into the 80s. They're trying to prevent these murders from happening. And when I say they, uh, I'm talking about Jamie, who's played by Kiernan Shipka. You might know her as the little girl who was in Mad Men. She's been in a ton of other things as well. And Olivia Holt plays the teen version of her mom. And Julie Bowen plays Pam, aka Kiernan Shipka's mom. And Julie Bowen, if you don't know, is the mom of from Modern Family, aka Claire. So an amazing cast, a ton of other great actors in the movie as well. But I think this movie did a good job at creating a murder movie without making it so scary because I cannot stand murder movies. Like I I can't do spooky. I can't do scary. I'm just a baby with that type of stuff. And this was more of like a it had more of a comedic spin on it and it was young and fun and the the movie was all very bright colors and 80s inspired so wasn't spooky like nothing like it or the exorcist like those types of spooky movies no this is much more lighthearted and it has a good happy ending which we love to see it so go check it out on amazon prime again the movie is called totally killer and it's great the humor is also hilarious I will also say I recommended this movie to my best friend who her and I have no similar taste in movies and shows for the most part. And I also recommended it to my mom and her husband. My mom and I have similar movie tastes, but her husband and I don't. That said, all three of them loved this movie. So despite what you're into, I think give it a try. If you hate it, I'm sorry, but I have a feeling you are going to love it. The next recommendation for my uh, pick of the week is the book Summerland by Ellen Hildebrand. And I know this is so not on brand for this episode. This is a spooky season book or a spooky season episode. And I should be recommending a book in that 
uh, genre. However, this book was just sitting on the shelf uh, in my sister's place. And I love this author so much. They call her like the queen of, of the summer novel. And so I wanted to read this book. I wanted something to read on the plane. Guys, I got hooked. I've been reading it every single night since I've gotten back from the trip. It's just good. She's such a good author. The the book is kind of, it's separated from different characters' points of views. So instead of the whole book being from one character's POV, it goes through every different character's point of view just scattered throughout the book. And it's it's wonderful. And it's, it's weirdly very organized. It doesn't sound organized, but it is. So this book, I'll read the description for this as well. It says, uh, a warm June evening, a local tradition. The students of Nantucket High have gathered for a bonfire on the beach. What begins as a graduation night celebration ends in tragedy after a horrible car crash leaves the driver, Penny Alistair, dead and her twin brother in a coma. The other passengers, Penny's boyfriend Jake and her friend Demeter, are physically unhurt, but the emotional damage is overwhelming. Questions linger about what happened before Penny took the wheel. As summer unfolds, starting truths are revealed about the survivors and their parents, the secrets kept, promises broken, and hearts betrayed. Whew! It is so good. Very, very, very good. Very well written. I definitely recommend it. I have yet to find out what exactly happened to Penny, um, what causes car crash, but the buildup is great. I'm loving every every second of this book. So check it out. I'll let you guys know if I end up loving it. I will link this book in the show notes as well so you guys can get a copy for yourselves. But if you've if you've read any of Ellen Hildebrand's books, you know they're good. She, she never writes a bad novel. So go check that out. But that wraps up my two picks of the week. And again, that was the movie Totally Killer on Amazon Prime and Summerland by Ellen Hildebrand. Now I want to shift on into the main portion of today's episode where I'm going to be chatting with you guys uh, about all things spooky season. So I posted on my stories and opened up my DMs for podcast listeners and followers to submit their Halloween slash spooky season slash fall related questions for me. So I picked a handful, I think about, I don't know how many, maybe like seven, about seven, I think questions don't hold me to that, but let's jump on in. So the first question, and I'll, I'll keep all the names anonymous, uh, but this follower slash listener asks, what's your favorite thing about Halloween and how do you like to celebrate the spooky season? All right, starting off hot, uh, for lack of pun, my favorite thing about the Halloween season is the cooler air. Number one, the temperatures are dropping. We get to wear our cute sweaters. It's sweater weather and it's just wonderful. It's, it's comfortable to be outside, especially in Texas where it's been 100 degrees for several, several days. Um, it's nice just to have that temperatures drop, put on your hoodie, go on your cold hot girl walk and bundle up, drink your pumpkin spice lattes. It's just great. It's such a mood. Uh, my second favorite thing about this season, the activities, also the food. I feel like there's so many things to do 
that are unique to the Halloween and fall season that I'll talk more about later, but things that you can do with your friends um, and go out and explore. As for the food, you guys, the pumpkins and everything, if you've been to Trader Joe's, you walk in and you are suffocated by the cinnamon smell of the cinnamon broomsticks that they sell during this time of year. And I'm not complaining. It's amazing. Along with the cinnamon sticks and cinnamon flavored goods, there's the pumpkin spice cookies, the sp- pumpkin spice bread, the pumpkin spice, every like everything you can possibly think of. Pumpkin this, pumpkin that. I'm not sick of it yet. Uh, everything I've consumed is delicious. The Starbucks menu, 10 out of 10. And just the little things that you have during fall, like caramel apples and candy corn. Like I eat that shit up. Truly, it's it's all so yummy. Another thing that I love uh, about this season is the creativity I feel that like comes along with this season. First thing that comes to mind, obviously there's the decorations. You got to decorate your home uh, outside, inside. It's so cute. But primarily the Halloween costumes, that's my shit. I love Halloween costumes. This is actually the first year ever, I think, that I've only, besides childhood, that I've only had one costume. Every other year I have two or three. And this year I think we're only going out one night. So I only have one costume. But I have so much fun like shopping for all the pieces to the costumes and helping my friends and you guys come up with costume ideas. It's just, it's so fun. I love it. And I also love seeing the creativity that comes out of other people. I mean, when you go out and you, or or you attend a costume party, like you never know what you're going to see. Some people go more sexy. Some go more funny or a pun or like scary. Don't love the scary costumes, but everything else. I just, I love it. Uh, And I think the last thing in regards to what I love about this season, just the overall energy of everybody around. I don't know if it's because the the temperatures are dropping or or just maybe getting more excited for the holidays coming up, but everybody seems to for the most part be in a better mood. There's just an exciting energy that I feel in the air and I love that. I think it's really sweet. As for the second part of this question, they asked how do I like to celebrate the spooky season? I always hit up Apple Hill. If you are from Northern California, you already know what that is. If you don't, Apple Hill is basically a series of farmer's markets and pumpkin patches and apple vineyards or apple, yeah, apple vineyards, apple trees (laughs) that are um, spread throughout this whole area, Northern California, and you can hop from space to space. So basically think like winery hopping, but instead of wineries, they're apple orchards. That's the word. Apple orchards, uh, little farmer's markets where people are selling their crafts and there's yummy food vendors and photo ops and pumpkin patches. It's great. So love Apple Hill. I just, I always have a great time there. So that is a family tradition of ours. Another thing, hitting up a local pumpkin patch. So as you know, I'm here in Austin now. So finding a pumpkin patch here, open to Rex. I have not been to one just yet, but I have a few in mind. Another thing I like to do, watching those uh, spooky season movies, nothing crazy, but just the cutesy ones. And lastly, 
as I mentioned, just I have so much fun brainstorming and putting together my costumes. So that whole act <laughs> is kind of a celebration for me. I love it. Moving on to question number two. She says, my girlfriend and I have been dating for three years and I want to do something unique with her for fall since it's her favorite time of year. Do you have any recs? Do I? Oh my gosh, of course I have recs. Fall is such a great time of year to have dates and, and do fun things with your loved ones. So a few fun things I like. Um, let me see. I wrote down three. Okay. Number one, fall picnic and stargazing. So set up like a cozy outdoor picnic in a park or an open field. Bring some blankets, hot cider, uh, some stargazing apps. They have like those apps on your phone that you can hold your camera lens up to the sky and it shows you where the constellations are. And I just think like fall evenings can be perfect for this because you're not sweating under a blanket like you are during summer. It's not too cold like during winter where you can't be outside. The skies are nice and bright and open. The stars look great. It's just so romantic. So love that. Idea number two, a pumpkin carving contest, a friendly pumpkin carving contest. We don't want any fights, but hosting a little pumpkin carving competition between you and your significant other would be so cute. Uh, just like get creative with your designs, see who can come up with the most spooky pumpkin. Or like if you have pets, challenge each other to carve pumpkins inspired by your pets. Oh my God, a Louie pumpkin would be so cute. So I love that. Put on a little spooky movie in the background. Just have a good time. And the last thing that I thought of that would be so cute for you guys, a little cozy cabin getaway. So I just watched that movie totally uh, killer and they go to a cabin and something really bad happens, but, uh, I'm not trying to manifest that for you guys. There's a cute and safe way to do this. So plan a little weekend getaway for you guys to a cozy cabin in the woods. Make sure to be safe, of course, but just spend your days hiking, exploring, especially if your girlfriend is an outdoorsy person, uh, and then have your evening snuggled up by the fireplace. Like how cute is that? And if she is not an outdoorsy girl, maybe go to like a cute little resort kind of thing or whatever is in your budget, maybe even just for a night, but in somewhere woodsy. So I'm thinking California, I'm thinking Lake Tahoe, um, something like that, where if you open the windows, you know, you can see all the pine trees and you guys can just snuggle up together. Lots of snuggling in these ideas, but those are my ideas. I hope you I hope you like those. The next question, <laughs> this person just said, uh, any funny Halloween stories? I think I'm almost 100% sure, actually. I already told this story on last year's fall podcast episode, but my funniest Halloween story that comes to mind is when I was in college, I lived in a house with five girls and we always hosted huge parties at our house. We lived in an off-campus house. And so for Halloween, of course, we're going to have a Halloween party. We called it Nightmare on 54th Street because we lived on 54th Street, of course. And uh, costumes were required. So this night, I decided to dress up as a firefighter. And if you know this story already, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be like your grandpa and tell you the story again. This year, I dressed up as a firefighter. Well, the party we had prior to the Halloween party. We had a tiki 
themed party. So we still had tiki torches all around the backyard. The thing is, we purchased these tiki torches from a Dollar Tree. So there wasn't actually a wick for you to light. Instead, it was just like a shoestring stuck in there. I don't know. It was cheap. It was just cute for decorations. Well, we had kept the tiki torches up in the backyard because we just thought they were cute. I don't know. We were in college. Well, I'm inside making myself a drink and somebody runs inside and they're like, Kim, somebody like is trying to light your tiki torches on fire. And keep in mind, our backyard was not paved. It was a bunch of uh, dry leaves and twigs and branches from the tree. Like we didn't have grass or anything in the backyard. So the second a flame falls to the ground, that place is going up in flames. So I go outside and sure enough, there's some random person who I didn't even know attending my party with their lighter trying to light the tiki torches on fire. He successfully lights one of them on fire. Maybe it was a girl. I I can't really remember, but I just ran up and with my bare fingers, you guys, I went, ran straight up to the fire, to the tiki torch and I just went, And I closed my pointer finger and my thumb over the fire and I put out the fire with my fingers. Luckily, I was drunk enough to where I didn't actually feel the pain until the next day. But I kicked them out of my party and the friend who had alerted me, he's like, Kim, do you just realize you just put out a fire and you're dressed up as a firefighter? And everybody cheers and it was great. So (laughs) that is my silly Halloween story. The fact that I was a firefighter who was actually able to put out a fire. Pretty, pretty impressive stuff, right? I hope you enjoyed that story. I'm a little silly, but I'm sure there's more. But clearly I was intoxicated on most Halloweens. The next question or DM I got, um, she says, I literally cannot figure out what to dress up as with my boyfriend for Halloween. What are your top recs for creative and fun costumes for us? I love this question. Okay. First of all, I think there will be a lot of popular pop culture couple costumes going on this year. So I'm seeing Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, of course. I don't know if you heard this, but once he started dating Taylor, the sales of his jerseys went up by like 400%, which is nuts. So I think there'll be, I think we'll see a lot of Taylor and Travis costumes Uh, Lots of Barbie and Ken's, Haley and Justin Bieber. This is funny because the the costume for that is, you know, Haley Bieber always looks really put together. She's dressed up wearing heels and a cute dress and her hair is done. And Bieber is always wearing sweats with sunglasses and his hair is all frazzled. So I feel that's going to be a very cute look and an easy look to copy for a costume. And I have a feeling we will also see a repeat of the Megan Fox and MGK couple costumes. So that's placing my money on those. As for some other costumes that I think would be cute for you guys, though, I went to Pinterest to find some ideas and uh, some are my own. But the first one I saw that was on Pinterest, it was a chick. The guy was a Chick-fil-A employee and the girl was dressed up as like a cow. And I feel Like I wouldn't be able to pull off a cow costume because I'm too curvy and literally anybody can be a cow. I just personally don't think I could rock it, but skinny little thing rocking a cow costume to the cute ears, the little spotted outfit. 
It was so cute. And then she was holding up a sign that says eat more chicken. Hilarious. So that is a great unique couple costume that I personally haven't seen so far. The next one, classic Blair Waldorf and Chuck Bass. Everybody looks cute in a school uniform attire. So that's easy. It's cute and also pretty comfortable. Next is Little Red Riding Hood and the wolf. I'm just imagining, especially if you have like a scruffier boyfriend, like if he has the beard, all he would really need to have is like a flannel and add some extra scruff, maybe some ears, whatever he's comfortable with. And then you would look so fire in a cute ass Little Red Riding Hood outfit. Just saying. Last one, in honor of me, I think it would be so cute. Um, and this could be either or. Either the guy or the girl can dress up as either. Firefighter and Dalmatian. I love me a hot firefighter. So I would prefer the guy to be the firefighter. And then as the girl, you could, same kind of vibe as like the cow. But little collar, the ears, draw yourself a little nose. So cute. While I am at it though, I think I'm going to share some fun costume ideas for individuals as well because not all of us have boyfriends uh so individual costumes that I think are going to be popular another one for Hailey Bieber is that Nepo baby outfit that she wore remember it was the t-shirt it said Nepo baby so literally if you just have that shirt with the jeans boom Hailey Bieber next we have Britney Spears with the knives if you follow our Lord and Savior Britney Spears. I love her to death. Truly, I like I love Britney. But as you know, her social media presence is a little wild, to say the least. And most recently, she did this dancing video where she is literally dancing with knives, like big butcher knives. Come to find out, they are fake knives. But uh, I think some people might dress up as that. And I already saw a video on TikTok with that costume. And it was... Like, I don't like making fun of Britney because I think there's just so many things that she needs to, uh, that she has gone through in life that she has to deal with. Um, so do with that what you may. I think some people will be doing this costume. I personally wouldn't do it, but it's out there. The next individual costume, and I give credit to my girl, Callie Sanders. She posted about this, but this costume idea is the crusty white dog costume. So if you are familiar, um, the internet just seems to get a kick out of the fact that most average white families have a white, crusty white dog. So think like a, a multi poo or something with their eyes are all crusty and goopy and they haven't been brushed very often. So with this costume and Callie put this together, it's just like you wear all white and then you just kind of fuck up your eye makeup and there you go. You're a crusty white dog and get the ears. So funny. Another outfit idea for an individual this is something I did a few years ago and I actually did it as a couple costume with my horrible ex but let's just do this solo you are going to be the bachelorette so wear like a sparkly red dress you can get those off Amazon or any color dress and then DIY yourself a sign that you'll hang around your neck a cardboard sign that you put your your name your age your profession it's adorable and it's so easy like I was able to put that costume together in like a half hour uh, and then the last one this is my costume from last year 
It was such a hit. And this was my Regina George with burn book costume. So head to toe, I looked like Regina George. I had the shirt that said like a little uh, a little bit dramatic or something like that. But the best part of the costume was that it was interactive. So I brought an actual burn book and pen and Polaroid camera with me. So people we met throughout the night could take a picture, put it in the book, sign the book. Cute guys could leave their phone numbers. It was amazing. And lastly, if you are dressing up with your bestie, I'm going to shoot right through these. We got Tanya and Portia from White Lotus. Hilarious. Lizzie and Isabella from the Lizzie McGuire movie. Number three, Serena and Blair, especially for those blonde and brunette besties. And lastly, Krella and a Dalmatian. How cute. Next question. Uh, This gal says... My boyfriend doesn't want to do a couple costume with me and I'm really upset about it. Am I overreacting or is this a genuine reason to feel hurt? Um, what? Okay, first and foremost, your feelings are valid. It's okay to feel hurt if your boyfriend doesn't want to do a couple's costume. Like, I would very much be upset too. I feel like relationships involve compromise and... That includes participating in fun activities together, like dressing up and matching costumes. And it's kind of a way to bond and create enjoyable memories together. So I think it's natural to feel disappointed if your expectations don't align with your partners. So I guess to address this, it's important to have an open and honest conversation with your boyfriend. So express your feelings, let him know why a couple's costume is meaningful to you. But at the same time, do try to understand his perspective and the reasons behind his decision. So if he's just being a party pooper, not a good enough reason. But uh, there may be some valid concerns that he can share with you. So for example, if he's not comfortable with the specific couple costume you decided on, like maybe he's not, maybe you wanted him to be shirtless and he's not confident going shirtless, um, just as an example. But perhaps you guys can compromise by finding a couple costume you both love or um, you can find a couple costume that is more low key. So, for example, if you dress up as Sandy, he dresses up as Danny. All he has to do is wear a black shirt and black pants, like something easy like that, that he'd be more comfortable in. So ultimately, I feel like the key is communication by discussing your feelings and understanding each other's viewpoints, you can really work together to find a compromise and uh, a way to enjoy Halloween as a couple. So just remember, relationships involve uh, individuality and differences. So it's okay uh, to have different viewpoints and opinions on Halloween costumes. But what's most important is how you navigate and resolve them. And I think that can really strengthen your bond. The next question, she says, Hey Kim, I've always loved dressing up sexier for Halloween, but these past couple of years I've put on weight and feel like people will judge me if I dress the way I used to. What would you do? Okay, I totally get it. I also gained weight during COVID. My body has continued to change as I've gotten older. I feel like it's completely natural to feel concerned about how you'll be perceived when it comes to Halloween uh, and the costumes, especially um, if you've experienced those changes in your body too. However, 
it's most important to remember that Halloween is all about having fun, expressing your creativity and enjoying yourself. So here, here are a few of my thoughts for you. Number one, confidence is key. So regardless of your body shape or size, uh, confidence can make any costume look amazing. So choose a costume that makes you feel good and comfortable in your own skin because no matter who you're attracted to, that person is always going to find you attractive if you're confident. I promise you that. Number two, choosing the right costume. So consider costumes that you feel confident and comfortable in. There are plenty, I mean plenty of sexy costumes designed for all body types. So pick up something that highlights all of your favorite features. For me, I'm more insecure about my belly and uh, I love showing off my boobs. My boobs are great. So I tend to go with like a more flowier bottom, a tighter top. I also like covering my arms a little bit. So maybe some flowy sleeves and working around that, working around what I feel comfortable in and not trying to fit myself into a pre-made costume from Spirit Halloween. Uh, Number three, this kind of goes back with the last one, but dress for yourself. So Halloween is a time to express yourself and just have fun. So dress in a way that makes you happy and aligns with your personality and interests. Don't, please don't worry about the opinions of others. Like if they are judging you, they don't deserve your presence, truly. And lastly, focus on the fun. The most important thing is to have fun. Halloween is so fun. I love it. So surround yourself with those friends who appreciate you for who you are and focus on creating memories with them. And honestly, give zero fucks about anybody who is looking any sort of way at you. So remember, Halloween is about celebrating your creativity and just having fun. Uh, Your self-worth is not determined by the number on a scale and people who truly care about you will appreciate you for your authenticity and your confidence next question hey kim how do i avoid feeling pressure to drink on halloween if i am trying to be sober okay last halloween was the last time i drank alcohol and i feel like over this past year i've pretty much mastered the ability to avoid peer pressure when drinking but it really hasn't been easy. I have a few podcast episodes where I talk about my sober journey. So if you want a deeper dive into this, feel free to go check those out. Or if you want more episodes, let me know about that too. But if you're trying to not drink or not drink as much this Halloween, here are a few of my tips. First off, communicate. Let the friends you're partying with know about your sobriety and your reasons for it. Because true friends, just like with the costume choice, True friends will always support your decisions. Next, I always recommend to keep your hands full at all times. Keep a non-alcoholic drink in your hand. This will, I promise you, 99% of the time, will deter others from offering you a drink. Uh, I usually get a Sprite with lime or a soda water with lime. You can also get like a little Shirley Temple or bring one of those little flavor squirty bottle things with you to make your drink taste better. Just having that drink in your hand though will keep people from asking you, Hey, can I go get you a drink? Next is to stay engaged. Just because you're not drinking doesn't mean you have to stay in the corner. So when people start drinking, they tend to relax more. So the pressure of making a good impression is actually a lot lower. Uh, I think when we're sober, we tend to overthink things a lot more. Like how are they going to perceive me? But drunk people don't care. And so many of my experiences with going out to bars, 
No one is even focused on whether or not you're drinking. They are more focused on themselves. And they usually don't even recall the details from the night before. So just don't be afraid to put yourself out there and just have fun. Uh, Next, I would recommend having an exit strategy. So if you are at a party or event where the pressure to drink is so high, it's unbearable, plan an early exit if you start to feel uncomfortable or go to the bathroom while you see shots being poured. If you're at like a house party, fake a call you have to take or just go home. Like if it really is too much, don't force yourself to stay in a situation if you can't manage the the pressure. Next, uh, alcohol-free events. Lame, I know. But you can look for Halloween events that are focused on activities, not drinking. I think a lot of cities now have sober Halloween parties. Uh, Alternatively, you can just choose to celebrate fall by doing other activities with your friends before Halloween and passing out candy instead. Just make sure to stay off Instagram because the FOMO is so real, truly so, so real. And lastly, just when you are feeling pressure to drink on Halloween, remember your goals, reflect on why you chose sobriety in the first place and remind yourself of all of these positive changes that it has brought into your life. If you want to listen to none of those pieces of advice that I gave out, You can also, and this is of course a joke that I wrote down, you can dress up in a costume where you can't even use your hands as easily. Like Wolverine, if you have the claws, you can't take a shot. Minnie Mouse with the gloves, you can't even hold a drink. Or Edward Scissorhands, like those are all great ideas. So just make sure you can't even use your hands. (laughs) Next question. This lady says... I went out to lunch with my mom and sister-in-law last week and we got talking about Halloween. I told them my costume idea and they both thought it was so cute. But yesterday I found out that my sister-in-law has decided to do the same costume. I'm pissed since we're going to the same Halloween party. What do I do? Well, (laughs) clearly your sister-in-law is not creative enough to come up with her own costume idea, but... I really don't think it's worth fighting over. I would, okay, two things. You can either really lean into it and tell everyone she wanted to match with you and say stuff like, oh my God, don't we look so cute? Or twinning, just like overdo it till it bugs her, you know? Or, or, and this is probably what I would actually do instead, you could come up with another costume idea. Even if you're attached to the first one, this might be a better bet if you want to be an individual and stick out and be more individualistic. Find another costume that's even better than the first one and show up to the party wearing that instead. Just don't tell anyone <laughs> your new idea or she might try to copy that too. Either way, I think it's very strange that she's copying your costume and I think it's more of a her problem. So that sucks, <laughs> truly. Next question looks like there's a few more. This one says, what are your top recs for creating a spooky and stylish Halloween look on a budget? All right. Thrifting. All the thrift stars are jam-packed with Halloween costumes all throughout the month of October. Uh, Amazon has so many pieces that are so cheap. They get to your place really quick. There's a really amazing return policy. I have a ton of spooky things linked on my storefront, so go check those out repurposing clothes and swapping with friends like there are so many ways to already utilize the things that you have so instead of buying new try to look through your closet and make a costume out of what you already own 
and then just add accessories on top of that to really perfect the look and lastly this one's not for me but uh invest in makeup and get creative with it i'm not a makeup girly i wish i was i'm trying i'm gonna be practicing my makeup skills but if you do have skills with makeup you can have the simplest of outfit and if you have incredible makeup people will be so impressed next question she says i love the idea of a haunted house visit but i'm easily scared same girl any tips for making it a fun experience instead of a terrifying one okay i can't even watch a scary movie so clearly i'm not a haunted house girly either it's just not appealing to me whatsoever but i do know that a lot of people do enjoy the thrill of it so here are a few of my recommendations for you go during the day i know some haunted houses offer daytime hours that are less intense so you'll still get to see all the spooky decor without like all the intense scares uh do some research first check the reviews and ratings online to find out how scary a particular haunted house is because some are designed to be more family friendly and less frightening you could also go with friends visiting a haunted house with a group of friends can make the experience way more enjoyable and less scary because you'll have each other to uh, support and laugh and you can also hide in the middle of the group which is totally what I would do like just get yourself uh you know positioned in the right way and you'll you'll be good next is uh, having a safety word I think some haunted houses I could be wrong but they offer the option of using a safety word if things get too intense so in most of those cases saying that word will prompt those actors to back off but my best advice just don't go <laughs> there are so many other fun fall activities to do like there is no reason to put yourself through emotional stress if you're not enjoying it if you're trying to impress somebody like if a guy asked you to go with him i get it but maybe suggest an alternative because that just sounds like the worst dates uh, ever next question what are your favorite halloween traditions to do with your friends and family like i mentioned earlier going to a pumpkin patch picking out the best pumpkin and having like a carving party going to apple hill and then doing group costumes like that is one of my favorite things so a few years ago i did bratz dolls with my friends i've done the scooby-doo gang and that was so amazing this year and the podcast listeners are finding out first my sister, my best friend, and I are dressing up as the men in black, but make it sexy. So we're going to have like knee-high black boots, black mini skirts, white crop tops, oversized blazers, black ties, sunglasses, and then little badges that have like our picture and says men in black on it. But the cutest thing is that we are having our dogs dress up as little aliens. So it's gonna, the pictures are going to be so cute. They're going to be so cute. I can't wait. Next question, how do I strike a balance between enjoying Halloween and still staying st still saying staying safe? I'm in college and my mom is still crazy worried about me being out. I feel on any holiday, but especially a holiday like Halloween when more weirdos are out than normal, it is important to be aware of your surroundings at all times. Uh, and just be safe. I mean, I recommend location sharing with your friends that you're celebrating with. Uh sharing your location with your mom, bringing pepper spray, that's a must, never walking anywhere alone, making sure you have a designated driver because the roads get crazy on Halloween too. Uh, don't drink anything unless you saw it getting poured directly in front of you. And uh, 
pace yourself while you're drinking because it's going to be a long night. And what else? I think lastly, just always trust your gut. If something or a situation or someone feels off, it probably is. So trust, trust your gut, girl. Next question. Iconic Halloween movies that I can watch during the season? Question mark. As I mentioned, I don't like scary movies, but if I had to recommend any, it would be any of the Halloween movies. I mean, seeing young Jamie Lee Curtis act and then seeing her as a badass adult was pretty entertaining. I was scared, but it was it was a good move. They were both good movies. Uh, and then with like the, the cutesy spooky movies, I've already watched some of these already uh, this season. We got Nightmare Before Christmas. Casper, Hocus Pocus, Ghostbusters, and The Addams Family. All really cute classics and perfect for a date night in two. What are some easy and quick costume ideas for us last minute Halloween costume girlies? <sighs> okay, so I'm such a planner with costumes. I've been planning mine for, for a month, but I do have friends who haven't picked out their costumes just yet. So uh, I'm going to share my Rex with you guys. And one of my friends just posted today that she needed Rex. So I'll share what I recommended to her as well. So first of all, any sort of animal, it's always going to be easy, but prepare for some stupid guy to say something negative about you not trying hard enough. Uh, but with this, you just wear all black, use eyeliner to add a few whiskers, stripes, spots, etc., and then add some ears and you're done. Uh, next, you could be a devil or an angel. So you just wear all red or all white, add wings and horns, done. Another easy costume, I've done this before, be a hippie. So rock some flare pants, get some oversized sunglasses and add anything floral. And then in any of the pictures you take, just throw up a peace sign and you're good to go. The next costume idea, I made this up and maybe it's been done before, but I, I thought this was funny. French toast. So you wear a striped shirt with a red bandana tied around your neck and then you uh, put like a piece of toast or a picture of one, pin it to your shirt. Okay, I know that's so stupid, but it's funny. It could be funny. It's a conversation piece. Last two easy wrecks, a mermaid. So you're crimping your hair, wear turquoise, and use a bit of like actual fishnet to tie that around your waist. And then bonus points for like a seashell or puka shell necklace. So easy. Lastly, an M&M. So you're going to wear all one color head to toe, attach the letter M to your chest. And for an extra little flair, have a bag of M&Ms on you and you can share with other people or enjoy them for yourself. Little another conversation piece. How can I involve my pets in the Halloween fun? And are there any pet friendly events or activities that you recommend? Love this question. I love my Pomeranian so much. And I try to include him in as many fall activities as possible. So try to find pet friendly pumpkin patches. From my understanding, most of them are. Uh, some cities have dog costume contests. I'm Obviously, the really big ones are like in New York and San Francisco, but I believe other small towns have them as well. Some pet smarts have dog costume parades inside their store. I went once, very low key, but it was adorable. And then my favorite way to incorporate Louie into Halloween is just dressing him up with me in a group costume. So I said earlier, we're doing Men in Black. He's dressing up as an alien. The pics are going to be so cute. 
I was uh, a Victoria's Secret angel one year and he was an angel too. I did Elle Woods and like the all pink sparkly getup. And then he was Bruiser Woods and he had a little pink polo. Oh my God. So, so cute. And then last year I also did uh, Rapunzel and then Louis had a little chameleon costume. Oh my God. So cute. But that wraps up the Q&A portion of today's podcast episode. Huge thank you to everybody who submitted those questions. This was so much fun. I feel like these were awesome questions you guys submitted. I loved answering them. If you had any additional questions, DM me. I will message you back. We can chat about Halloween. This is definitely one of my favorite seasons. I love getting in the cozy fall spirit Obviously, as you probably know, I'm more of a Christmas girly, like Christmas time. That's my shit. But Halloween, I love the creativity aspect of it. It's so fun. It's always such a good time to just let loose and have fun with your friends. So reminder, stay safe out there. Hang out with your friends. uh, Make good decisions, but also let loose and just live in the moment I would love to see your guys' Halloween costumes, especially if you use any of my costume ideas. So post those on your story. Tag at My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. You can also tag at Kimberly Cobb as well. I'm dying to see all of your cute, adorable looks. If you enjoyed today's episode, again, rate me five stars, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave that written review and follow me on Instagram at My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. I hope you guys have a great rest of your spooky season again how is halloween next weekend i next week i don't i don't know it's crazy time flies when you are having fun but enjoy your halloween i love you guys have a great rest of your day and we will chat more next week bye